I have nothing to say. You have many things. Well, nothing that's not been said. Said by you, I do George. not know where to go. Nor did I. I want to make things that count. Things that I will be what new. I had to do. What am I to do? on Broadway for Friday, September 22nd, 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, as I said yesterday, uh, I've got a new episode of Tell Me More coming up tomorrow with the Reduced Shakespeare Company's Austin Titchener talking about their new book, Pop-Up Shakespeare. What do you have on tap for this week on Broadway on Sunday? A big surprise. Because you don't know yet. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Do you know who your uh, your panelists will be? It's a big surprise. Still, still not figured that out yet. <laughs> uh, scheduled, scheduled to be with us: um, Peter Felicia, Michael Portantier, and a return okay. engagement of the Genetessa Fox. Nice. Oh, you're going with the uh, the three headed panelists on Sunday. That's always fun. Well, I have to bring three people in so that at least three people are smart on the panel. <laughs> That's fair. Fair enough. I mean, Peter kind of makes up for like at least one and a half, if not two. But yeah, totally fine. I understand. <laughs> All right. First up in the news, Warpaint announces the end of year closing. Yeah, James, yesterday morning, Warpaint announced that it would end its Broadway run on Saturday, December 30th. At that point, it will have played 333 total performances at the Nederlander Theater, starring two-time Tony winners Christine Eversall and Patti Lapone. More on her in a second. The show received mostly lukewarm reviews when it opened earlier this spring, featuring a book by Doug Wright, music by Scott Frankel, and lyrics by Michael Corey and direction by Michael Greif. The show chronicles the unusual decades-long rivalry between cosmetic magnates Elizabeth Arden and Helena Rubinstein. Um, Interestingly enough, they hated each other, yet never met. Makes for a really compelling musical. Anyway, James, uh, I've been saying for a few weeks now when we talk about grosses that Warpaint was most likely going to be the next show to announce closing. And that if it did, it would happen probably a few months before the actual closing date. That is what happened. So that leaves A Bronx Tale, Anastasia, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Come From Away, Dear Evan Hansen, and Hello, Dolly as the musicals from the 2016-2017 season that have yet to announce closing. Um out of that mix, James, I don't know that I see one closing anytime soon. Um, maybe, I don't know, I venture to say a Bronx Tale just because it's kind of on, been open a little longer and it's kind of on, you know, kind of fading a little bit, but it's defied expectations up to this point. So I don't know that I see any of these closing anytime soon. Uh, so I guess, James, the other only real question is what's going to take over the Nederlander? A theater that, despite Rent's 12-year run and Newsy's two-and-a-half-year run, has developed a bit of a bad reputation as perhaps being cursed <laughs> for not having a ton of long runs. Um, it's away from the normal Times Square foot traffic, so it has some inherent disadvantages. Uh, James, you seem to suggest that this odd Thursday announcement might 
have been predicated by another show wanting to announce Broadway plans fairly soon. Looking at the shows circling Broadway, I don't know if I see a show that's a great fit for this space. Um, it's a big theater, over 1,200 seats, so that limits the options. Um, you know, a lot, a lot there's a, a number of musicals that are circling that don't seem to be huge shows, so that might be too big for them. And I would think that if you're going to go into this space particularly, you'd want to be something that has a big enough appeal to draw people without the benefit of being near all of the other theaters. Obviously, Rent and Newsies both had these huge diehard fan bases that, you know, propelled them to longer runs. So if I had to guess, I would think that it's going to be a show with either a well-known star or perhaps something based on a well-known property that might come in. Uh, maybe the boys in the band, which Michael Riedel has reported on before that might star Jim Parsons and Neil Patrick Harris. I think those two names in a show would be enough to get people to the Nederlander or perhaps this, uh, rumored stage adaptation of Moulin Rouge. Um, I think that's probably a big enough draw to get people to go see it. Maybe the share show, um, or something like that could get people out there, James, but some of the other things, you know, Roman holiday and, and ain't too, you know, or, uh, ain't. Uh, ain't too proud or something. I just don't know that those are, are big enough draws to get people to trek all the way down to the Nederlander. What about Donna Summer? I, maybe, I, you know, I, I don't see her as being as big of a draw as Cher, um, but I could be wrong. I mean, it, it could go in there. I mean, you never know what's going to go in. Who knows if it'll do well, like they could have something go in there and not do well again. But um, if I was picking it, I would want something to, to go in that had, a pretty good shot of drawing a, a, a fan base, at least in the early days, so that it could start to build word of mouth. Donna Summer might. She's, you know, had a, a fairly up and down relationship with um, the LGBTQ community uh, and 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 a lot of those people figure into the Broadway demographic as well. So I I don't know. Maybe could be. I wouldn't wouldn't put it past them. Who's directing Donna Summer? Uh, Sergio Trujillo. Sergio. No, sorry. Des McAnuff. Sergio is doing the choreography. And who directed yeah. Rent? Uh, Michael Greif. And what's in there now? War Paint is directed by Greif. It is. And who is Partners at Dodger? Uh, I'm, I don't know. Michael Greif and somebody else? I don't know. Des McAnuff. Oh. Okay. I don't know. No, I, I I have no idea. So, okay. uh, <laughs> so maybe Dame Edna. <laughs> Is she still around? Uh, she did a she did a thing with Michael Feinstein, or like they were supposed to, or got canceled, or something recently in the last few years, right? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember a cancellation of Dame Edna, but uh, we should get Barry Humphreys on the on the horn to see if he can talk Dame into coming back to Broadway. You're really just blowing all of the uh, industry secrets there, aren't you, James? <laughs> You're like that's like that's like mentioning Andy Kaufman and Tony Clifton in the same sentence. Come on, man. Hmm. Or it's like, uh, are we blowing a secret in the next headline? Uh, well, let's get to the let's get to I the next headline. So. Okay. Patty Lapone joins a gender bending West End revival of Company. Were we supposed yeah, to know? Yes, yes, this is not a surprise. This has been previously reported. Um, or not Patty's part of it, but the gender-bending part, yes. Um, hot on the heels of the war paint closing, the Daily Mail's Baz Bama Boy reported that Patty Lapone will join Marion Elliott's upcoming London production of Stephen Sondheim's Company. 
This is the version, which we've talked about before, that Stephen Sondheim had given approval for after um, talking to Marianne Elliott about her concept, in which actress Rosalie Craig will play Bobby with an I.E. Lapone will play Joanne, as she did in the star-studded New York Philharmonic production back in 2011, which... I got to see. I don't get to see a lot of stuff, but I made it up to New York to see that one. It also starred the aforementioned NPH, Martha Plimpton, Stephen Colbert, Jennifer Laura Thompson, uh, Katie Finneran, John Cryer, Craig Bierko, Anika Noni Rose, Christina Hendricks, and more. This new London production will begin on September 26th of 2018 at the Good Theater. Tickets are on sale now. Um, this is makes me angry I don't live in London. Patty Lapone said she was only doing this production because she considers Marion Elliott a visionary and she uh, wanted to get the opportunity to work with her. So congratulations to everybody over in the UK or traveling over there. I think this is going to be something really, really special. Hmm. Well, depending upon how it does, moving company from uh, the West End to New York is not a huge challenge. It seems that company travels well. Yeah, hmm. I would agree. You're, that's probably a good point. Although, although Patti LuPone has said that War Paint's her last Broadway musical, but, you know, martial declarations like that tend to be uh, easily broken in the entertainment community. Maybe it's her last Broadway new musical named Could be. War Paint. Yeah. Starting <laughs> Directed by Michael Greif at the Nederlander Theater. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, more London news. Frozen is already eyeing a West End production. Yep, that's pretty much the story right there, James. All right. <laughs> um, it, it was another it was another uh, quick hit from Baz Bama Boy. Um, he reported that Disney is already scouting theaters for a potential 2019 London opening for Frozen. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. I, I mean, it was kind of a, a foregone conclusion that the show would open in London. But if Baz reports it, it's obviously worth discussing because dude ain't ever wrong. I uh, do you know what the like the UK and European, maybe European grosses for the film of Frozen were. I mean, no, I, I, were they as was it head. was it as big of a hit everywhere else as it was here? Um, I mean, it is the largest animated films box office of all time. So, I mean, I think it would have to have done well outside of the U.S. If I'm pulling up box office mojo for the Frozen, it did a total of one. One billion two hundred seventy-six thousand four hundred eighty thousand three hundred thirty-five dollars. I screwed that up, but anyway, it's a lot. Four hundred million of that came from domestic. Eight hundred seventy-five million came from foreign. So I don't have a breakdown of that yeah. in terms of UK or. Oh yes, I do. Here we go. Let's look here. The UK did sixty-four sixty-four point seven million dollars um, for Frozen. So not bad. Looks huh. like that's the that's other than Japan and South Korea, that is the most of any other country outside of the US. So sixty seven million in frozen sales is probably just about a million people saw it. It just uh, I, maybe I don't know. Okay. Uh, we'll uh, figure all this stuff out. The exchange out. rate with me is not good, James. I don't do math. I'm an English and theater person and history person. The the exchange rate, I just, you know, I got nothing. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up in the news, reviews are in. Let's swap over from London to the left coast to uh, the Old Globe for Benny and June. Which always confuses me, James, because you would think the Old Globe would be in London, but the Old the Globe. The New Globe is in London. 
I know, the but old it's older. It's I mean, I know it's the new globe because of the fire, mm-hmm. but it's still older than the old globe. Anyway, any, yes, uh, this is a California musical tryout world premiere that seems to be flying under the radar under the, uh, you know, the, the big pomp and circumstance of the two shows we mentioned yesterday, both directed by Des McEnough, the Donna Summer musical and Ain't Too Proud. But this is a new musical based on the beloved Johnny Depp 1993 film. It features a book by Kirsten Gethner, uh, music by Nolan Gasser, and lyrics by Mindy Dickstein. The cast features a, it's a great cast, um, uh, Hannah Ellis as June, and uh, Andrew Samansky as Benny, Bryce Pinkham as Sam, Colin Halen as Mike, January Lavoie as Ruthie, and Paolo Montavon as Larry. The reviews, James, are pretty promising. Uh, James Herbert from the San Diego Union Tribune said, quote, the show comes armed with plenty of charms, including beautifully appealing performances by Hannah Ellis as the smart but troubled June and Bryce Pinkham as the mysterious movie loving newcomer Sam. Writer Kirsten, uh, Kirsten Gethner deserves plenty of credit for illuminating June and her condition with respect and sympathy. It's revealed that June is a functioning schizophrenic whose occasional breaks from reality mean Benny. Andrew Samansky, that's her brother in the in the in the show, has to arrange his life around her care. The film left her diagnosis much more fuzzy. In the Times of San Diego, Patty Lawner or Pat Lawner said, quote, I didn't think it would be possible to replicate the quirky sensibility of the movie in a musical, but the Old Globe has done it. This world premiere is totally delightful. It completely captures the whimsy and the serious mindedness of the film. Bryce Pinkham gives a star making performance. He's already a star, Pat. Don't mm. don't don't come at Bryce Pinkham like that. Uh, gives a star-making performance as the idiosyncratic Sam. This uplifting world premiere, six years in the making, feels nearly Broadway ready with some tweaks and tightening. Its themes of acceptance and compassion and its anything is possible attitude seem especially apt at this moment in time. James, there's a couple other reviews that we'll have in a review roundup in the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com. But you know, of all these shows having out-of-town tryouts lately. Uh, especially the ones in California, those two Dez shows that I mentioned, Roman Holiday. Um, this one intrigues me the most because of how unique and specific and unusual the film is. But it seems that it, the writers have done a pretty good job of getting it to translate to the stage, which, as we saw with Amelie, is not easy to do with kind of a quirky outside the box movie. I'd like uh, the chairman's permission to revise my comments, as previously stated. Maybe uh, Benny and June will go into the Needlelander. You know? Could be. Could be. Um, you know, it's – uh, yeah, who knows? Like you said, there's you, – you mentioned a couple weeks ago that looking at things, there are going to be surprises. The shows that I have on my list of shows that could potentially come to Broadway on my, uh, on my theater chart, you said there will probably be a show or two that will come out of nowhere and, and kind of upend that apple cart. And so far we've gotten a couple with like the, uh, the John Lithgow thing and a couple others, but um, this one would definitely upset the apple cart if it actually did come to Broadway this season. Upsetting the apple cart. Those Jersey boys, they do that all the time. So Jersey Boys announces its off-Broadway cast. Does anyone still have an apple cart? Oh, sure. That's like, uh, it's like I'm, I'm paraphrasing a company there. Does anyone still have an apple cart? <laughs> uh, you know, Union Square uh, Market. Um, yeah, right, sure. There's enough. plenty of All apple right. carts there. 
All right. Well, yesterday, the upcoming Broadway production of Jersey, off-Broadway production of Jersey Boys announced its four seasons. Aaron DeJesus as Frankie Valli, Nicholas Drummond as Tommy DeVito, Mark Edwards as Nick Massey, and Corey Giacoma as Bob Gaudio. All four actors have been a part of the show in various incarnations in the past. Tickets go on sale today, and the Jersey Boys return begins performances at New World Stages on November 22nd. Also, James, in the New York Post last night, Michael Riedel had an article chronicling this ongoing financial issues uh, surrounding the Great Comet and the audits that certain investors are asking for. That's all old news and really uninteresting to me. So if you want to read about it, read his article. But at the end of the Great Comet section of his article, he mentioned that unless something goes wrong on the financial side, which what could possibly go wrong on the financial <laughs> side with Great Comet? Um, but the show's tour is expected to launch from San Francisco in 2018, and a West End production is scheduled to begin in 2019. Also in that article, at the very end, a little blurb, Riedel says that Michael Moore is currently at work on a play, which he hopes to bring to Broadway, directed by his Terms of My, uh, Terms of My Surrender director, Michael Mayer, next year. So James, you might have figured this out before we even got to this story. Maybe Michael Moore's play is going into the Nederlander. I'd like to revise and review my comments from stated... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I should read was... ahead in the script. I really well, should you know, every now and then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of the recommendations is read ahead in the script, James. One of the other recommendations is <laughs> Mary Beth Peel uh, mixes drinks on Broadway Bartender. Yeah, James, this is a, uh, a a video show that we have on Broadway World um, with Anthony uh, Caporale, who is the creator and performer of The Imbibable, uh, which is an off-Broadway show about alcohol. Being a teetotaler myself, I don't really get it or you know i don't understand the whole fascination with all this stuff but when i saw that mary beth peel was their guest on this week's episode um i was fascinated what this is is they basically go and talk you know favorite drinks with stars and and trade stories and they mix drinks and stuff this actually has mary beth peel pouring drinks um in a bar it's uh, uh amazing i love mary beth peel anything with with graham is awesome as far as i'm concerned the next recommendation that I have is it might be a little obsolete by the time this episode comes out. But yesterday, NPR premiered a first listen to the song Move On from the Sunday in the Park with George Cast album that's being released today. You can download that album today. But, James, I have to tell you, I was not prepared to hear this. Um, I listened to it, and if anyone who has listened to our list of Paloozas on something like a pop, they know how much I love Sunday in the Park with George. So I was in goosebumps and and eyes welling up when I listened to Jake Gyllenhaal and Annalie Ashford sing this song. It was it far exceeded my expectations. Um, I knew anything Annalie Ashford did was going to be awesome, and I knew from reports that Jake was great. I didn't expect to be this moved by his performance, and I can't wait to listen to the entire album when it comes. Well, we're recording this on Thursday night, so by the time this comes out, I'll probably have it already. So uh, if you want to listen to this before buying it, we'll have the link in the show notes, but it is very, very good. Uh, right, and Allison Page releases Honest Theater Awards. Oh, James, this is really good. <laughs> um, Allison Page, you might have seen her. She does... Um, 
these semi um sarca- not semis these these sarcastic theater posts um fairly regularly um she's an actor a writer and a director we'll have a link to this uh this article if you want if you want to check it out but this is hilarious. You know, um, her honest theater awards are, uh, there's a bunch of them. I'll go through some of them. Best revival of a heartwarming, ragingly misogynistic play from the fifties. Very good. Uh, <laughs> most pairs of spanks worn on stage at one time. Solo. Most pairs of spanks Did I win that? worn on. What's that? Did I win that? <laughs> you haven't been on stage in a while. Um, uh, uh, most inspiring 11th hour speech after a disastrous dress rehearsal, least successful musical adaptation of a movie from 20 years ago, uh, most liberal use of vodka on costumes, uh, theater critic with the most typos. Don't look at Broadway world. Don't, don't even mention that. <laughs> um, some of my favorite biggest ego actor, biggest ego director, biggest ego playwright um most talkative actor who was once in a show with a hamilton understudy and won't stop bringing it up in casual conversation there's a ton more of these um it's really funny go back and look at some of her other posts she's got some uh, there's some great things i we might have talked about them before um but things like um uh, plays you can legally ruin and or you, can, <laughs> you can sorry plays you can ruin legally instead of pissing off a playwright um perfect titles for your edgy new theater piece um things men have said while auditioning for me um very very good stuff she's hilarious so uh check those out in the show notes if you want a good laugh here on friday oh that's excellent i have to check that out i haven't seen it yet uh, let me just throw in this week's uh, The West Wing Weekly was a uh, live um, uh, live recording in front of an audience, and uh, Aaron Sorkin was on, and Allison Janney was on, and oh my God, some great, great theater references and talks, uh, discussion about the episode where they actually shot in the uh, shot the external of the Booth Theater in New York City. Uh, and all the ins and outs of how that was done and little bits and pieces of, of Broadway that you might be interested in listening to. So the West Wing Weekly, we love it. All you right. love it. I haven't listened yet because I haven't had time. I want to follow along and watch the TV episodes again. Oh, you're getting so far episodes. deep into it, you're never going to catch up. I know. It's just, that's why I've never seen Breaking Bad is because I, I didn't start at the beginning and I just have the DVDs sitting on my shelf. I know it's a problem. I'm a completist. I can't jump in in the middle. (laughs) All right. So uh, in order to jump in, you're going to have to end this thing that you're currently doing. So get get us out of here. All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter at BWWMan and subscribe to Something Like a Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for wrapping up the week with us. Matt's going to have a uh, Tell Me More tomorrow. Sunday is uh, this week on Broadway. Also, Sunday is the uh, flea market here in New York City. So uh, stop down and say hello to us. Uh, Peter's going to be at the Theater World Awards table, and I'll be floating around. So say hello on Sunday, and we'll talk to you back on Monday. Why does anyone want to buy fleas? They're trained fleas. They're Broadway fleas. It's a flea circus. They can dance and sing. They're triple flea. They're triple fleas. <laughs> They're on flea. Catch the light and the care. 
and the feeling and the life moving on together we will always belong together Anything you do, let it come from you, then it will be new, give us more to see.